A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss Does. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And can you believe we are only a few days into all of this? I feel exhausted. Equally, I'm not in a Welsh castle. Uh, it feels like the castle has been part of my life forever. Uh, I don't know about you, Gene Devers. Normally, of course, this is the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life, but we're not in normal times as the country is locked down, my best friend and regular co-host, Jordan North, is locked in a cold, dank, rat-infested, derelict property on I'm a Celebrity, or, as it's called in Wales, a house. Throughout his journey on ITV Primetime, I'll be coming at you daily with a special podcast to keep you up to date with everything our northern friend gets up to. You should know by now that I'm William Hansen, and when I'm not heading up the Get Behind Jordan movement think it's not too early to call it a movement, I'm teaching etiquette. I'm more moe in the castle, he's more moat around the castle. In this podcast, I may not have Jordan with me, but that doesn't mean I'm alone. Sliding up to the microphone like that slimy sheep's penis slid down Jordan's throat. If you weren't watching, that makes absolutely no sense to you whatsoever. We welcome producer Ben. Hi guys! Stop! Just find. Just do your natural voice, love. Okay. Well, I mean, we've talked about I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Last night, Moe. Common misconception: it's pronounced Moet. Really? My dad used to work for them. So, if this is going to turn into a theme where I have to correct you every night, (laughs) problems. How are you, William? Your eye was in a was in a state last night, wasn't it? Um, thank you for bringing up my general health. Um, I have G and D was actually somebody commented and sent me a message saying my eye on one of the videos that we've been putting out on our Instagram did look a little bit sore, and it has been quite sore for the last three days. And it suddenly occurred to me why. I think I have developed ITV eye, <laughs> and it's something you get from watching an excess of commercial television. Two nights. And I think that's why my eye has um, gone septic. Honestly. I mean... But other than that, I'm fine. I think there are a couple of bits that we need to make a bit more clear. We might be welcoming some new Jordan fans because he is now the darling of the nation. 2020's been a very weird year. Yes. The reason why William and I and our guests each night obsess over Jordan isn't because it's not from afar. He usually presents this podcast. So whatever I say... Don't worry, because this level of entertainment is at a much higher level <laughs> when Jordan's in the podcast. So do not fear when you hear this southern boring voice, or one of the southern boring voices. How dare you? Jordan will be back. And if you want to hear more, Jordan, there are many, many episodes of this very podcast that you can go back to and listen. So there's first point. Second mm. point, we talk about G&D a lot. Yes. Can we explain again what G&D is? Because... I got a message from a friend today 
and they said, I have no idea what G&D is, and I think Dubonnet is pronounced Dubonnet. And we need to correct that for anyone who is new to the world of Hell Bisexed My Boss. Did their father work for Dubonnet? <laughs> well, uh, mate, I need to ask them now. G&D, that, which was, is, is slang. It stands for Gin and Dubonnet. And Gin and Dubonnet is our favourite drink. It's also the favourite drink of the late Queen Mother. And Her Majesty the Queen also quite likes it. And it's one part gin, two parts Dubonnet. Dubonnet is a fortified red wine. You put it with some ice and a slice of lemon or orange, depending whether you like sweet or savoury. And it is delicious. You can buy Dubonnet in a bottle uh, from most supermarkets or good uh, off-licences or that sort of shop. Or you can get pre-mixed on our website. There we go. Thank you. And finally, I know I'm just ticking off boxes here, so I'm, I apologise if you already know what this is. OK. It's like a committee meeting. I just want to make sure that everyone's in the club because I think... And this is this is good because I want to explain the G and Divas. Because if you look at that... What a random conglomeration of words that is. G and Divas, it means absolutely nothing. But what we want... Well, it, means, it means an awful lot It means an me. awful lot. Sorry, it means nothing if, if I look at it or I read it out and I, I don't know what it is. But for everyone in the club, and we are a very welcoming club, as you can see on all of these episodes of I'm a Celebrity, Jordan is a very welcoming man. We are a very welcoming podcast and we are in his image. So what are the G and Divas, William? The G and Divas are the listeners and they are listeners that have listened to, to more than one or two episodes, uh, and they're our core team, uh, and, and we love them, and we meet them at our live shows, and we, we're on tour again next uh, next year. Um, ben, you look... I mean, you look, you're, you're quite animated in, in a certain way, but also you are looking a little bit down in the mouth. Are you without the D tonight? I actually do have the D tonight. Oh, you do? But oh. I'm running out. This is my last bottle... My last pre-mix bottle of gin and Dubonnet. And I, I understand that I'm in a very lucky position to even have this single bottle of gin and Dubonnet that I'm about to drink. And we saw the competition for the first time from ITV, a classic competition for a Jeep and 70k. Yes, that would be nice, wouldn't it? We've got a better competition than a Jeep and 70k for you, G and Divas listeners. Here's Andy Wyman and Jacqueline Josser to tell you more. Unfortunately, it's just producer Ben and William still. <laughs> um, so if you want a gin and Dubonnet like the one that is in my hands right now. We are doing a competition over on Twitter. All you have to do to enter is go on our Twitter. If you're listening to the podcast right now, it's probably already out there. I'm going to tweet at eight o'clock. And in that tweet, there'll be a link to this very podcast. You're listening to it right now, so you know what's going on. There'll be a hashtag, get behind Jordan. If you retweet that tweet, then you're entered into the competition. And the prize, the prize is brilliant. I mentioned the premix cocktail that is in my hands well, you could be winning two bottles of those. And not only that, because we're doing it in conjunction with the Bottled Bartender, the lovely people at the Bottled Bartender who are making these pre-mixed Bonnets for us, they've got a whole other range of cocktails and you could get two more of your choice. They've got a, a whole range. I think they've got a Mojito. I think they've got a Cosmopolitan. They've got a few others. You can have a look and you will be getting two of those. So two Gin Bonnets, two other cocktails. It's a great prize. And all you have to do is retweet that tweet. So go ahead and do it now. Finally, sorry, let me just... I'm talking a lot. <laughs> God, you go on. If you use the code sex of my boss, 10% off. So if you don't fancy your chances, maybe you do fancy your chances, you want to go and retweet. If you don't, use the code. Sorry, I'm not going to speak that much ever again on this podcast, but I just wanted to get a few things out there. That's what we've got time for oh, today. But tomorrow on the podcast, we'll be... <laughs> you are funny.
<laughs> you get animated. Right, let's toast. Let's just get this get this over and done with. Uh, let's toast Bongella. Bongella. Now, as Jordan is in the castle, going through all sorts of trials and tribulations, he is, at points, struggling to hack life. So it's fitting that today we have Jordan's fellow Radio 1 colleague, the presenter of Life Hacks, Katie Thistleton. Hello, Katie. Hello, William. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm so pleased to be here. All I'm doing at the moment is watching I'm a Celebrity and talking about it anyway, so I might as well come and talk about it with you. And how are you feeling watching dear old Jordan? You know, it's weird because this is the first time someone I've been like really close to has been on that show. I feel so showbiz these days, William, actually, because every time like Strictly or like I'm a Celeb comes around, I sort of know at least one person on it. Um, But this is the first time someone's been on one of those shows where I can say, oh, we're actual mates. You know, we'd go out for drinks and we'd text each other and someone I actually care about. So like, oh, that sounds really bad. That sounds like I'm saying I've not cared about like Adele. (laughs) That sounds like I don't care about Adele Roberts. Don't care about Dev. Don't care about Clara. No, no, I care about them all. But I obviously have a closer friendship with Jordan. So it's so weird, isn't it? Watching it, like I heard you guys saying on yesterday's podcast that you did feel a bit sad and a little bit regretful for voting for him when you saw how upset he was. So it's been like a roller coaster. I'm like laughing at him one minute and then the next I'm like, oh, I wish I could give him a hug. He's genuinely suffering. Just make me feel slightly better. Did you vote for him to do any of these trials? No, I did not. And I will not. I don't want that on my conscience. I'll vote for him to win of like... I'll get everyone voting for that and I'll vote for him to stay in. But I, I made a decision. I was like, I'm not voting for the trials because I'd rather it not be on my conscience. <laughs> you are clearly a nicer person than either Ben or me. Far too pure. Right at the top of uh, last night's episode of I'm a Celebrity, in the tease before the titles, will Jordan vomit again? <laughs> that seemed to be the big question. The question on everyone's lips, just like the vomit on Jordan's. And he then told the camp that he... Uh, he continued wetting the bed until he was 15. Now, I'm not sure that we have heard that story on this podcast. I don't think we have heard that story, but it's come from somewhere. So one for the notebook, I'll write it Mm. down. I didn't think I knew that either. But obviously, as soon as they said it, you were like, oh, of course it's Jordan, as as the girls who were doing the challenge knew. Uh, But yeah, I don't think I've heard that. That's definitely one of those things. You you just say sometimes, doesn't you, Jordan? Like, oh, I should watch what I say. And I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't. More, keep it coming. But actually, that one he probably could have kept to himself. Yeah. Um, and, and indeed, the, um, the the underwear chat that he then announced that he hasn't ch- changed. Oh, can make this? I think if anything, this episode was collectively, to use the vernacular, gross. It was a gross episode in every way, whether it was um, underwear, whether it was putting Veruca cream in your mouth because he confused it with Bongella, um, whether it was the eating or anything disgusting. Katie, can I also just confirm with you, you are wearing underwear that was clean on today. I'm not actually wearing any underwear at the moment, William. (laughs) (laughs) William, you can't ask that personal question and then not like the answer. That's the truth. I've not, I'll be honest with you, William, I haven't worn a lot of underwear in lockdown um, because... I, I've just realised we don't really need... I don't think we really need William it. William skipping. Bras, knickers. <laughs> you made William Gip. This is a bush took a trial for William, isn't it? Me talking about not having any knickers on. No, I've got pajama, I've got pajama bottoms on, but I am very I am very clean. I would never wear underwear more than a day, of course. Uh, but what I loved about that moment was he said it basically in the group with loads of women and they were like, oh, Jordan, that's disgusting. It's terrible. He went over to the blokes and they were like, yeah, same here. Still, still wearing the same pair. Yeah. AJ said that, didn't he? Who seems like the cleanest man I've ever I've ever laid eyes on, and I know William Hansen. Yeah, he's quite. 
a pretty boy, isn't he, AJ? I would have expected he would have been very hygienic in the underwear department, but there you go. William, what's the longest you've worn boxers for in a row? I mean, I, I would always... So when I go away, I mean, I haven't been away for a while, but when I go away, you know, you pair of pants for every day and then always two spares because you, you never know. <laughs> Katie, are you, are you a regular I'm a Celebrity Watcher? Oh, yes. I think I, I don't know if I've seen every episode, but I've seen every series at least. What the heck is Kiosk Kevin? So he is the guy you saw in tonight's episode. They had obviously Kiosk Kledwin. And when they do their little daytime challenges, they get the chance to get like a snack or something. And they have to go to him and give him the big bag of coins that they get when they've done the challenge right. And then he phones through to camp and he always has a question for the camp and it's like an A or B kind of question, 50-50. And if they get it right, they get like whatever the snack is. So tonight would have been Welsh cakes. Um, So he just became a bit of an icon, I guess, because he must have just been one of the team. He must have just been one of the production team who's just looked a bit grumpy and he never speaks and he's just really grumpy and they always try and have a bit of banter with him and it never happens. Yes, it's terrible when you have one of the production team that always looks a bit grumpy, isn't it? (laughs) So, yeah, okay, so, okay, I understand that. Thank you for explaining that. Um, A bit unfair, I think, ridiculous question about some, according to which survey? You can probably find another survey that says that actually it's 65%. And they were asked this, the the question was, what percentage of the British population talk about the weather once a day or something like that? It's It's the way the game these are little things from I'm a Celebrity that you just get used to. Just like they get ill a couple of nights ago. Yeah. Just like they end up with nothing from Kiosk Cledwin last night. It's just the way it goes. Yeah, and do we do we talk about... I feel there's an elephant in the room with, with this sort of section of the show that we're, we're discussing, which was the game that Giovanna and Holly had to do where they had to sort of hoist up these balls and enter them into sort of this sort of medieval portrait of all of the contestants. There was a, a great big gaping hole uh, where their mouths were. Do we talk about the Jordan and AJ positioning on that photo or not? <laughs> I mean, what are they thinking? Why did they Why did they do that? Someone's had to draw that picture. So someone's thought to do that. Yeah. Um, it was it was it was in a, a compromising position, but they looked like they were having a nice time. And that's the main thing. <laughs> Let's stop there because we need to talk about the trial and there is a lot to talk about, the first eating trial. But before that, pleasingly, it says here on my script, there's time for yet another vintage Jordan's joke of the week from our vault. But not the Viper Vault, don't worry. Paddy and John are at work. Right. John asks Paddy what that thing is in his hand and Paddy replies, he says, that's my thermos flask, John. John says, but what does it do, Paddy? Well, John, it keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. John says, so what's in your flask then, Paddy? And Paddy says, well, I've got tomato soup and a chalk ice. (laughs) (laughs) Such a classic. We'll be back in a moment. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
This is an introduction to the podcast that gets a flavour for your neighbour. Peering over the fence when things have got tense. With the most outrageous tales of your next door fails. The time has come for you to listen to... Score Next Door! My name's Rich Williams. And I'm Emma Jones. Score Next Door is our brand new podcast. And we think you're going to love it. Hopefully a bit more than you love your neighbours. There's a new episode every Wednesday, so search for us wherever you listen to your podcast to find out what all the fuss is about. And if you do love your neighbours, you might as well listen to the people that hate theirs. Yeah, why not? And we're back. And before we continue our discussion of last night's episode, let's get another update from Jordan's flatmate, Joe. It's time for the news. Not Sky News, but Sky Light News. Joe, what is the update on Jordan's Skylight? Hello, William. From underneath the famous skylight, which I can today exclusively reveal, is still closed. Back to you in the studio. Thank you. Listen tomorrow for more Sky Light News. So, last night we saw Jordan do his third trial, another trial, the Frights of the Round Table. And as we all knew it was going to be, it was an eating challenge. For those that are not familiar with the programme, this is where all sorts of disgusting things, things even worse than Jordan's corned beef hash, are put in front of people and they have to eat them. And they have to eat a certain percentage of them. Vernon Kay, he was up first. He was presented with a lamb's brain. Then was Beverly Callard with, with something. Although she's... Can we just just dis- discuss this? She's a vegan. Now, I have no problems with vegans. Oh, goodness. Don't start this. But why... Like, how is that fair? I think the audience at home should have been told that she was a vegan ahead of voting for her in this trial. William, I've always said, if I got asked to do I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, which I'm sure I won't. But if I did, I would go vegan, apparently. I'm doing inverted commas for the listeners. Um, just so that I would get out of eating all this stuff they have to eat. Because presumably when they have the meal at night, they've got to eat eel or quail or whatever. She must get given like something like vegan that's maybe quite nice, like some vegetables or something or some tofu. So I would well go vegan because even though Vernon tonight was like, oh, Beverly, you had it the worst. It stinks, that fermented fruit. Surely it's got to be better eating off fruit than eating a sheep's penis. It's just like a drink, like a drink isn't it? Fermented fruit is, is cider. It's just in a sort of... Those fermented plums look like a walk in the park compared to what the rest of them had to eat. I'm such a psychological eater as well. If I was eating that sheep's brain, I mean, I know that's just, that's a delicacy. Is it a, was it a sheep's brain? or Lamb's a, brain. The yeah. lamb's brain. That's Those are just delicacies in some places anyway. But I would be thinking, oh, this is an animal's brain. This is an animal's brain. This is a penis. This is a penis. You're eating a ball. You're eating a testicle. Like it, it would be in my head. And I think with the fruit, even if it stunk, it tasted disgusting. I could be like, it's a fruit. Yeah. At least it's not part of an animal or exactly. anatomy. Um, when Jordan finally got round to doing his, his first disgusting delicacy was a goat's eye. And he just did it. Like, for all of the the sort of the, the working up to the previous trials he's had to do, the vomiting, the cold sweats, the I can't do it, I can't do it. He just picked it up and put it in. He didn't look like he enjoyed it. There were some great facial expressions. Um, my face can't make those facial expressions because it's riddled with Botox, but Jordan's can. And 
he did it. And I was incredibly proud of him. He nailed that one, actually. That that one seemed to go down quite easily, didn't it? It was um, it was the next one that was the hardest for him, I think, that fermented catfish. I mean, that does sound like... The, it, could there be anything worse than off fish? That sounds horrific. And also... I think if you have to drink something, it's worse. You know what? Sometimes, William, you won't know, obviously, because it's the first time you've watched I'm a Sled, but later down the line, they'll probably do a drinking challenge as well, which is like the eating one, but it's all in smoothie form. And I always think that seems so much harder because to get this thick liquid down your throat, I have never seen someone make the faces that Jordan made when he drank that. Jordan adopted his classic uh, Jordan drinking technique. He's done it on our live shows before when he's been trying to get me to, to drink a green monster where he starts slapping the table. It all goes a little green bit... Green monster? Was, what was it? Green Hulk, William. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but it's a green Hulk. Not green monster. Well, it was it was pretty disgusting and I don't think it worked. I think I just had a sip, but he did this We Like to Drink with Jordan and Jordan, Jordan is, is our mate. mate. And when you drink with Jordan, he gets it down in eight. It's always a laugh, that William. That's, it's a good pie it's if someone's doing that. It is. It's, it's a, just a good time. Good, clean fun, that song. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he, <laughs> he swallowed and carried on, and, and I was marvellously proud of him. And then his next next one up was a sheep's penis, <sighs> which he only had to take the tip in. I'm saying nothing. And uh, and again, he he did that all right. He chewed it a bit. It looked fairly grisly. Then he had to show Anton Deck, as, as is the rules, he had to show show his mouth wide open looked a bit like the portrait from earlier on and uh, and then the final one was the cow's tongue oh that looked pretty ghastly so i thought that was a massive penis when i first saw it I, that, didn't you that's what i said i was like oh my goodness me what a whopper <laughs> i thought it was a big penis but i mean what animal would that have had to come off like a t-rex or something i've led a very sheltered life i think <laughs> I love how ITV had had presented it all, and it all sort of came out looking like it was in like a really bad gastro pub in Cheltenham. It was on little wooden slates in sort of wrought iron um, pots, especially that tofu bread and butter pudding thing that that Beverly had to eat at the end. It was all a bit. It sort of it lacked the medieval look at that point. Um, that, that's where their their theme stopped, and it reminded me of what. I would do in a situation where I'm presented at a dinner party, not not with not with a penis or anything like that, although we've all been there, but <laughs> where you are presented something by your host that you don't necessarily want to, want to eat. Katie, if you went round to someone's house, they presented something that you might have problems eating and you're freaking out, what would you actually say? William, I'll be honest with you. Most of my close friends know to not invite me round for dinner and they know that if I do go round to theirs, it would be for a takeaway or something. Um, everyone knows that that's my worst nightmare. First of all, I don't trust everyone else's food hygiene and I will kind of honestly say that. But like, yet you would trust your takeaways. I know, I know. And I have to not think about that because if I think about that too much, I'll, I'll never eat from them either. If I think about restaurants and their kitchens too much, I'll never eat there. So most of my friends know that they can't cook me meals because I'm too fussy. But if I was in that situation, so for example, last year I went to a Michelin-starred restaurant and it was one of those where you have to do the seven courses and you don't know what you're getting. And it it was a bush sugar trial. There were sweetbreads, there was um, octopus that still had all its suckers on. It was horrendous. 
I have to revert back to like sort of eight-year-old Katie, sort of, you know, chop it all up, shuffle it around the plate, maybe hide it under a potato and then just sort of make chewing noises and, and try and pretend that you've eaten it. But it doesn't work. Every, all, all grown-ups know when, when that's going okay, on. Okay, well, if, if a host is so rude as to, to you to then sort of comment on the fact that you haven't eaten the octopus or whatever it happens to be, the etiquette correctly is you simply say, thank you, I enjoyed what I had. Oh, okay, that's good. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need this, William, because that is my, my life is like one big bush took a trial and me trying to be polite about it. <laughs> so... Well, thank you. I enjoyed what I had. A lovely smile. You'll be fine. <laughs> and I do do the technique as well when I really hate something. I've got to get it down where you put it in and then you neck your water. Um, and that's obviously what they you see them always doing in these eating challenges as well to just sort of get it down and try not to breathe it in as well. That's another tip from my fussy eaters out there. If you don't sniff, if you hold your nose, you can't taste something, can you? So if you kind of like hold your nose without holding it, do you know what I mean? Like just don't sniff in. Well, William, what about the rest of the etiquette, quotation marks, of the eating trial? You... This is your bread and butter, pardon the pun. What what were your vibes? What what vibes were you getting from the etiquette of how this whole setup was put together? Because obviously, I think they had the, the cloyers. Is that is oh, that right? Gosh. There was no, oh no, you mean the cloches? The, that the cl- yeah. Oh, is it not a cloche? I thought it was a cloche. Cloche, 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 scone, scone. They they also had sick buckets next to their chairs, and presumably, <laughs> William, you that wouldn't happen at any any of your dinner parties. Well, I would hope not. Uh, no one's, no one's thrown. Oh, have they? Oh, I think I did once. I think I did do like some sort of flan that was a bit off at one of my buffets, but I'm not convinced it was the flan. A couple of the guests went ill, um, but I think that was something else. But that that also was many years ago. I should just point out to anyone that potentially comes to future parties. Um, but yeah, they were doing a lot of eating with their hands. I mean, ITV complete lack of finger bowls from on ITV's part. I would at least put some sort of little dish to their left hand side that they could sort of dip their hands in just to clean um, their hands. No napkins either. Jordan had to down his soup, picking it up from the bowl. It all went a bit Beauty and the Beast, which is which is not not great. Um, no soup spoon. Um, and, and of course, you know, gipping, to use to use a lovely term we learned from Wendy North, gipping at the table, not particularly on either. I would maybe, could they not get up and say, please excuse me, and then do all those <laughs> funny facial expressions away from the table? <laughs> William, I would love to see you on I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. It's never going to happen. <laughs> that would be incredible. Could you imagine? I'm sorry, just bear with me one second. I'm just going to, excuse me. Where's the finger I bowl? enjoyed what I had. I enjoyed what I had. <laughs> And then they won all ten stars, which is marvellous. All all three of them, they won ten stars. It's a full house. And uh, as they ascended the stairs to go back to the uh, the camp, Camp Young Jordan came out again. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Camp Young Jordan, uh, Katie, but Camp Young Jordan is Jordan as a child. And we've worked out that Jordan as a child was a bit camp. And he was disgusted with the cleanliness of his friends' houses. And he would phone his mother and demand stamp his foot and break a heel and ask for his mother to come and bring him back. And as he walked up the stairs in last night's episode, he went, oh, your breath stinks. Yeah, he did go a bit camp. That's so true. so funny. That's also That was also me as a child, like, phoning up my mum because I, I was homesick at a sleepover or whatever. That would have been me. <laughs> come and get me. Oh, bless. Yes, I think, I've, yeah. I've, I think I did that a few times. Ben still does it. <laughs> 
every single sentence that has come out of Jordan's mouth has been gold, though, hasn't it? Like you say, all, all those little bits, the bit where they went back to the camp to see what the campmates were doing, and he was just saying, "Yeah, I put Veruca cream in my mouth once <laughs> on an ulcer." Like it's just every little bit is golden. Can I just bring up one final thing, one lovely thing from this episode? Oh, and we, we've talked about it before, but just a brief mention: Bev and Jordan. Oh. Bev saying. I think Jordan is a really special person. And I was just like, retweet that. Well, I literally tweeted it and then people retweeted it because it's so true. And Jordan is lovely and Bev is clearly lovely. So lovely. And I look forward to when I'm replaced in Series 7 with Beverly Callard. (laughs) I know. We we always talk about Jordan's replacement if if he's ever needed. But William, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I know. Do you think anyone will ever know the difference? tables have turned. (laughs) The round tables have turned, haven't they? Oh. Oh, Wait. Yeah, that was a gorgeous moment. And he is a special person and we all love to take the mick out of him, but he is a special person. And that was, oh, that melted my heart so much. And it also made Bev my second favourite. Well, and that's why we are thrilled that you are hashtag get behind Jordan. I am repping. Thank you, Katie. And thank you so much for joining us. It has been lovely. Keep up the good work, guys. Go and put some underwear on. On our Help I Sex With My Boss Does, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here special tomorrow. My guest will be former Jungle contestant and singer Jake Quickenden. I've got all his albums. And I'll be finding out what he thinks Jordan needs to do to be this year's king. In the meantime, please keep using the hashtag GetBehindJordan and make sure you follow at Sex With My Boss because we'll be retweeting all of your support. We'll be back tomorrow with more, but until then... Bye, guys. Ha, ha, ha.